You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date. Hi there, this is the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today I'm going back over to the States, but my guest today didn't really start from the States, she started from Denmark. Her name is Jessica Lynn. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Dom. How are you? I'm fantastic. Now, we were supposed thanks. to... We were supposed yeah, to start thanks for this, having me today. <laughs> no problem. You know what I'm going to say now. We were supposed to start this podcast about 20 minutes ago, and you had a bit of a, uh, a sleeping. Yeah, I did. I'm sorry. No. It happens to all of us sometimes, right? <laughs> like, like, like we were saying um, just before we actually started, we all do it. I mean, I sleep in all the time, especially at, during this lockdown period. It's so hard for me in particular to just get up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, it can. Uh, honestly, I'm I'm on a weird schedule right now because I did a show at 7:30 my time a.m. yesterday. Yeah, and then I did another show, and I'd been doing shows every day for half this week. So I was I was so t- I slept 12 hours yesterday. <laughs> I was so tired. They're the best kind of sleeps, um, though. I'm I'm out of shape, man. I'm out of shape. <laughs> it, m- it must be strange, you know. I mean, I've been watching some of your like show reels and the amount of energy you put into your performances on stage and then mm. doing that to then being stuck at home doing live performances, you know, at home. Obviously, you can't put that yeah. same amount of energy in. So it can be kind of tiring in its own weird way. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's a different kind of tiring because I noticed when I did, I did one in-person show this week that was three hours long. And I was so pooped afterwards. I was so tired because I'm not used to that longevity. Yeah. But I am used to – it seems to me like I have to actually put more energy into a live show online because you're right there connecting with people. I mean it's full face on. Like you don't – you can't just, you know, rock out with a team player or anything like that. It's yeah. just you the whole time. So sometimes they can be even more exhausting even if it only is an hour. So – well, that's it. I mean, you've yeah. got a song called Drive It Like a Race Car. And yeah. <laughs> some of your live performances, before the actual song starts, you get the crowd really involved. And obviously you can't really do that over no. a webcam. Well, and then when you end a song, it's just like, if I'm lucky, you know, my dog barks. Like, that's <laughs> all you get, you know. It's it's uh, it's weird to not have that that in-person, you know, eye-to-eye contact connection that you have on stage yeah. whether it be because I play a lot of solo shows as well um as I play those the big shows with the full band and you know it's so strange to not have that direct you have a little delayed response with you know you get the clappy hands from uh <laughs> on uh, on Facebook or whatever it so you get that delayed response and it's like you kind of have to get used to that yeah it was so weird when I was standing playing an in-person show all of a sudden getting applause I'm like Oh my god, I missed the sound. <laughs> you should have like a um, like a surround sound with like a button that you can press that does a, a round of applause every time a you see applause. <laughs> True, I should do that. I actually have sound effects on my uh, honky tonk happy hour that I do on Thursdays. Um, it's just for my fan. Like I have a little fan club where we call ourselves the Rebels. Yeah. Um, then you know, courtesy of my, one of my other songs, and um, and we have a little soundboard that I I push buttons. And we have, you know, um, a little rim shot and some applause. And we even have uh, Liam Neeson saying, release the Kraken. (laughs) Stuff like that. You know, it's brilliant. 
it's fun. It's fun. We just try to make the best of it and try to give good entertainment um, with or without music, you know. <laughs> that, end of the day, that's what we do. You know, that that's mm. what we're here for is to provide that yeah. entertainment for the crowd. Yeah, for sure. How has it all been actually being stuck? I don't I don't know what it's like now in the US. You know, what's it like actually the whole like lockdown, quarantine, COVID-19 thing? What's it been like for you? Um, well, I lost a ton of shows obviously i think all entertainers and and mo- a lot of people don't actually know this i was surprised that for musicians our most of our income comes from live shows and then i heard one of my closer one of my closer friends saying wait what really <laughs> they didn't they didn't even know how much money and how many shows we lost this year and when you add to it, there's also a momentum that you you're on a roll. You yeah. know, I spend six months to a year out booking. So once, so I have to wait until everything opens back up before I then can go six months out booking. Yeah. So it'll be more than a year before we're back on track as musicians, you no. know, and a lot of people don't know that. That's a crazy thing. I mean, we've only just started easing lockdown restrictions here in the UK and so many artists, you know, it's just so uncertain at the moment what's actually happening, you know, when artists can actually start performing again, you know, making mm. that money. And it's just so uncertain. Well, and, and over here, um, at least in my state, I'm in the state of Washington, yeah. uh, which is, you know, on the west west coast north. <laughs> and um, Pacific Northwest is what we call it. And our government here has just been making some weird change strange yeah. choices. Um, like for instance, the last uh, notice we, we have to wear masks everywhere now. Um, we, they eased up on the lockdown so that you could go fishing uh, or, you know, yeah. <laughs> okay. so, er, and golfing, but you had, everybody had to have their own golf cart. Like <laughs> so strange. But then they also said the last one that came out actually made me a little mad because they said they were going to open up buffets, but That's... no live, but no live music. To me, that's like the complete opposite. You know, that's there's exactly. more chance of spreading, especially dirty people that don't use like the utensils properly and start picking out of the. Don't, or don't wear. Yeah, you uh, come at, go on, stick your fingers in my food, but don't <laughs> don't sing in front of me. And yeah. I mean, and I'm easily easily you know ten, fifteen feet away from people when I play. Exactly. Um, so I don't see what the big deal is. <laughs> Even if we do spit more when we sing, I don't know. well that's it i mean you can always have that like splash area for the spit you know you can Mm. always say all right two feet you know six foot keep six feet away and you know you can can work that but here in the uk you know we've only just started opening pubs but yet performers can't actually perform the show you know it's no it's very contradictory it's i don't like it no i don't like it either we actually uh my husband and i both musicians we actually took it upon ourselves to petition our governor for that specific decision and for the decisions from uh, a surrounding uh, entertainer, the entertainment industry. So all of us, yeah. I can at least go online and put up a tip jar, but the booking agents, the one who, the ones who put on the sound guys put on stages um, like, and, and there, there are musicians that wouldn't just be able to go live without having other people to play with. So, I mean, the, the that um, it's, it's like, they're just, they're just a, 
hitting us the very hardest. And I'm sure they're not doing it on purpose, but I don't believe they understand what they're doing to the, to the music industry right now or to the entertainment industry altogether. So we've actually taken it upon ourselves to get, get a little political. I never do, but now, <laughs> now I am. So <laughs> that, that's always the, um, that's always the dangerous like territory to go into, you know, that whole political mm-hmm. side, you know, I've always tried to keep my thoughts particularly in politics, you know, separate yeah. away from everything that, you know, I've even got my own Me personal too. Twitter account that I won't, you know, I won't ever talk about politics on my show Twitter. You know, it's just too risky. It's just not, it's not the right place Not worth to it. Yeah. Uh, especially for, for being a country artist, I, I got, um, I got warned away from that by what happened to the, the, now they're called the chicks, the Dixie chicks. Yes. The chicks. Um, just for, for voicing their opinion about, you know, what they felt about who was in office and, and, and political stuff. And I'm just, after that, I was like, Nope, uh, not yeah. t- I'm not talking, not talking. <laughs> <laughs> but when, but when decisions are against the music industry altogether, then I feel like it's not just, then I feel like it's more my duty. So, um, other, otherwise I will just try and put out music that supports some of my, some of my views in, in yeah. politics. Like so. a hidden message kind of thing. <laughs> Yeah, or at least the message of can't we just all get along? That's it. <laughs> you know, or can't we just agree to disagree? That's more important one, right? I mean, end of the it's day, it's okay to have different opinion. Exactly. I mean, end of the day, there's freedom for freedom of speech for a reason. You know, you're allowed to talk, yeah. especially about politics and the presidency. You know, you're allowed yeah. to legally talk about it, but when you're like vindicated and pushed aside, like what happened to the chicks, you know, it's not it's not nice. No, and it, it doesn't doesn't uh, really encourage anyone else to speak up. That's for sure. Exactly. And I don't want to spend my time fighting that kind of a battle. Um, I just want to make music, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I have realized is this is going to be a really really long process with the decisions they're making right now for musicians. It's going to be a really long process getting back into things. So I've decided to put a lot of my attention online and see if I can if I can grow my music, um, away, like my, my supporter base and all that stuff virtually, because yeah. I think it's going to be the only way forward right now. That's it. I mean, yeah, especially being stuck indoors where we are, you know, the only platform we have to speak about things is online. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it. You know, if you ever do run for governor or presidency, you know, you've got <laughs> our votes. Thank you very much. <laughs> that's great. I can't run and you can't vote over here. So <laughs> exactly. that's awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> Try and beat the system somehow. Now you originally yeah. moved from Denmark. I did. I did. How did everything I, like go about? Like what was the catalysts? Well, I mean, I've always been, ever since I was a little girl, I fell in love with what, you know, they call new country. Yeah. Uh, so we're talking Faith Hill, uh, John Michael Montgomery and, you know, Garth Brooks, Reba McIntyre, all the bigs in the nineties. Right. And, um, and that's always just been where my heart is, where the music that I love, but I don't know what it's like in the UK, but in Denmark, there's just no country at all. Like there's, if they say they can they're like country music. Okay. Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. Yeah, sure. They're the big ones. Right. But, yeah. but when I, when I told my mom that I opened for Trace Atkins, she was like, who? I mean, it, <laughs> that's <laughs> so, so I had to do it somewhere else. And so that's why when I finally made up my mind that this was what I wanted to do, uh, you know, 
30 years later, yeah. I, uh, I moved to the States and that's, that was 10 years ago. So I've been doing this for a decade now. That's crazy. What, mm-hmm. what was it like then actually getting on the plane? You know, did you have to, did you ship all your stuff over to America from? Oh no, I was, I did it full on American dream style. I walked in with two suitcases. That's Here how I you am. Do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> I did, I even went I even brought you know saved up and bought my first guitar over here I didn't I get that's I uh, I have family here in the in Washington which is why I'm here in Washington and not in anywhere else because Tennessee would have been probably a better bet at the time but um, but now I guess it doesn't matter because now we're all online so there <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but my, I have family here so my you know my dad definitely helped me out a little bit in the beginning um, I'm half and half as I like to call it. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was an interesting whirlwind time because I knew right off the bat, there was no way I was going to just jump out there and do music because I, I was terrified. I didn't even, I didn't feel good enough. You know, I, I was like, I could barely strum the guitar three chords. You know, it was like, it was a weird, I've always been able to sing and I've always written somewhat good songs, but I was never a good guitar player. I still am not a good guitar player. I could just do what I need to do. Don't say that. <laughs> Don't. <You're> fantastic. <laughs> like my guitar player, uh, my lead guitar player says, well, that's why you hire me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but I came over here really with with a suitcase and a dream. Hey, that's a song. And, and suitcase that's, and a dream. Yeah, we'll maybe, it down maybe now. I'll, yeah, well, there you go. So, so you were here when I came up with it. So is that 50-50 songwriting credits right there? That's it. That, that's how we do it. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, uh, it, was, it was a weird change um, every once in a while. Also, because I don't really have a Danish accent. Yeah. I, I speak pretty American. People would be, like, looking at me weird if there was something I didn't get because it was a cultural difference, you yeah. know? And I'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> Danish. <laughs> Not from here. No, I'm not from here. Gotta remember that. And people forgot all the time. That was well, funny. Where did your accent come from then? Was it obviously like dad's side kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. He was actually really good at keeping in touch with us, even though we lived worlds apart. Um, he he would visit every other year and we would visit every other year. So I spent a lot of my summers um, here in Washington State. And um, he lived up in Seattle at the time. And uh, yeah, so so... I, he talked to us enough during the school year on the phone and stuff that my sisters and I don't have accents. I mean, my little sister maybe a little bit, but we yeah. all speak fluent English. That, that's that, yeah. that's this crazy thing about accents is, you know, you just have to be around somebody just for a little while. And next thing you know, you're talking. Mm-hmm. If you ever move back to, you know, Denmark, would it be a case of you could pick up their accent? Well, I, um, uh, in, in English, probably not because I've, I learned both languages at the same time. So yeah. I don't have an accent in either. Um, right now I'm more used to speaking English. <laughs> and when I speak Danish, my family laughs at me because they're like, Oh my God, you're so American. <laughs> um, so but, now. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I could switch back and forth between them. I don't think I would ever pick up their accent, but I do pick up the people I'm around, if I'm around them long enough, I, I did spend about three weeks in Nashville once and I came back with a twang. So, you know, Southern. not much, but just enough to be like, oh, you've been in Nashville, haven't you? 
that that's yeah. that's strange that's crazy you know if you ever come to the uk that's what you need to try and do is when you go back to the us try and talk in a british <laughs> accent oh my god that would be great <laughs> then it would be a danish country singer with a british accent <laughs> yes talk about a mix <laughs> Have you ever then tra- I'm just then I'm just too impressionable. That's just. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried putting like Danish words into your songs? Like just slip one in. No, but that would be fun. Hmm. See if anybody I actually think clicks. about that. Yeah, that would be fun. I've written many songs in Danish just when I was younger. I don't really write in Danish right now, but you know I can. I just you know it's somehow it's just not as poetical. To, for me, it's a write in Danish. I've heard people do it, and they do it really beautifully. But I just—I've always been like, it just—it just, you know, sounds better in English. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. I think it's because what no. everybody's just so used to. I mean, you know, you've just got to look at programs like Eurovision. You know, the majority of songs right. about Eurovision are in English because yeah. that's usually what—that's like the one of the languages that is just so universal. Yeah. Do you remember when it 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 couldn't be though? Because I remember when I was a kid, the um we the Danish song was in Danish and the Ukrainian was in Ukrainian and and That's so not- on and so forth. And of course, Ireland, England, Malta, a, those they won all the time because we could all understand the words. Yeah. So I, th- I think they realized it just wasn't an even playing field. <laughs> but now, it's or maybe changed. write better songs. I don't know. And now it's changed the other way, so the neighboring countries vote for each other instead of the English ones. Oh my God, we did that all the time. So if the if the, the Danes were out, we would start voting for Norway and Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're giving me throwback to Eurovision now. That's hilarious. Did you see? There's like a movie out with Will Ferrell yes. about Eurovision. Have you watched? Wow, it? I haven't. Is it out? It, I thought it yeah, was. Yeah, it's out on yet. Netflix. It's brilliant. Oh my god, I want to watch it because it was supposed to be Icelandic, right? Yes, they're from yeah. Iceland, and I don't want to give too much away, but I think the songs are actually really catchy. Well, that's they were. I mean, back in the eighties, it was all. That's where we found our hits was in the Eurovision Song Contest. Exactly, that's how it, it was. Worked. Like, yeah, I mean, we were just, just like, you just look at ABBA. <laughs> exactly, they had an unfair advantage, though. They were awesome. Um, they were awesome, and they were already famous when they entered the Eurovision Song Contest. Exactly. On I mean, behalf of Sweden. so Just so unfair. That's the reason why we never win, because everyone else is famous. Of course. <laughs> it would be great if there was like a, um, a NATO kind of, you know, North America and parts of Europe to do like a song contest like that. Because at the moment there's, that like, would be there's American Idol great. and there's a voice in America, and then we've got... Mm. Uh, X Factor and whatever we've got over here, and then there's obviously yeah. derivatives from everywhere else. It'd be great to see like a merge between all the countries. That would be cool, like a worldwide so song like, contest. So like an Amerovision song contest, exactly. And then and then the best of the best go to like the World Vision. The world. That's what yeah, it they be. do that with soccer. Why not? I mean, sorry, football, but no, why not? <laughs> Do you ever find saying stuff like that? I mean, obviously, when you say soccer, obviously, we know you're talking about the English kind of football. Yeah. But I, I call it football because to me, that's football. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up, it's called football in Danish, right? So yeah. it's football. It's, it's uh, and, and then in Denmark, we call it American football when it's the other kind. Exactly. So, that's what we do here. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. So I agree with your way of doing that one. <laughs> it, it's crazy, you know. It, you know, you watch videos that talk about the differences between you know words in American words over here, like pavement and sidewalk. You know, it's mm-hmm. oh yeah, little things like that. It's just so crazy. I mean, yes, it's simple to say sidewalk, but you know, it, but it does it does have its like. It's meanings, you know, obviously you're walking on the side of the road, so it's a sidewalk. Sidewalk, yeah. Well, it's like over here, just little things between like the Northwest and Tennessee specifically are the two places that I hang out. Um, Over here, you'd say we were on the freeway. Yeah. And in Tennessee, they say we were on the interstate. Yeah. Uh, They would probably say, we're on the interstate. (laughs) (laughs) There's the accent. So... It's just, it's little things like that that make you, and, and we have, over here, we have all of these old Indian tribe words for places yeah. that if you can't say them right, then or if you read them and then you're saying them wrong, then we know where you're not from here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit like um, certain towns in Wales. There's a lot Oh, of... yeah. Well, no one can uh, pronounce those. Yeah, no. <laughs> so... You've got a new song. Is it out? Or I, can't, I can't seem to find it. It's crazy on the outside. No, it's not. Um, okay, which one are we talking about? I'm talking I about one out the, in June. the one in June. Crazy on the outside. Yeah, crazy on the outside. So I'm going to divulge something for you right now that okay. is going out publicly tomorrow. So you get it first. Yay. Um, okay, I'm changing my artist name. I'm actually adding my last name to my artist name yes so i've had and that's probably why you can't find my music right now because it's in the middle of being switched out <laughs> so uh i am um i i have been called jessica lynn for the last 10 years yes and i'm adding the name witty which is my real last name yeah to it because there are so many other jessica Lynn's. well that, that's and, a crazy thing i mean I was looking earlier, especially on Apple Music. Now, I can see Jessica Lynn and the Cousins, which yeah. is your band. Yep, that's because someone else put that out. Um, uh, that was a, uh, Ooh, well, a ba- ba- that was a TV show that put out their, what they recorded when we went live. Yes. Ooh. So um, if you go into – it's on Apple. It is actually up already with um, – let this go. Yeah. Um, it's up already under Jessica Lynn Witty. Three songs so, up already. Yeah. And my other music is on Spotify. It's not yet. It's still under Jessica Lynn. So, and some of it is gone. So there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm, in be- so I'm in the in-between of switching that out right now. So what happened is when I, when I came over here and I started looking for, like I started looking at where, what you know? What's my artist name going to be? Because Jessica Linwoody was a little long, so I was like, let's try something else. And I I did all my research and I looked everywhere, and there was nobody else called Jessica Lynn. So not with or without the e. So I just <laughs> I I went with it. And then I, I'm telling this whole story on um, partially on my press release tomorrow, and then also in my 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 own podcast that comes out the following Monday. Yeah, and and. Um, but basically, a few years later, another Jessica Lynn uh, started popping up, and they they come and go. You know, I will, there'll there'll be some, but uh, but this one is she's from the East Coast, and you can you can look her up. She's she's staying. Um, now, I actually had a right of trademark. Yeah. Um, I I had a good case. I could actually go pursue her, but then you know I kept coming back to, 
well, do you want to make music or do you want to sue people? I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know if you know what it's like over here, but I mean, court cases, they can, yeah. I mean, they can draw up, they can be a mess. So if I don't have to, I'm not going to. So I, I basically just made the decision to change my name so that there would be less confusion, at least. Yeah. I don't know of any other Jessica Linwoodies out there. So that's happening this week. So that's why and there's a lot of confusion. My music is gone. It's weird. So the <laughs> so best place to check out your music at the moment is like YouTube. Yeah, um, Apple. Apple has it all right. Apple. Uh, but it's under Jessica Linwitty. So. Mm-hmm. so there you go, everybody. If you listen to this at the moment, you know, <laughs> we're on the 12th of July at the moment. So after like a week's time, I'm sure everything will probably be. Everything will be populated. Yes. And so, it'll all be under Jessica Linwitty. So. Should be able to find it there. So check out Jessica Lynn Witty. <laughs> so there, you got the news first. That's Ta-da! awesome. I mean, yeah, I was looking earlier, and obviously on this, um, I'm looking at an EPK at the moment, and everything says Jessica Lynn Live, Jessica Lynn yeah. titles of songs, etc. And yeah. then when you look on like Apple, it said Jessica Lynn Witty. So it's like, okay, then. So is it Jessica Lynn? So I tried looking at Jessica Lynn on yeah. Apple. It was like, no, nope, yeah. I can't find anything now. It kept taking to me like um, Jess, uh, Jess Glynn, which is a pop artist here in the UK. Right. And then it was oh, like... Oh, there you go. See, so there's more of us? Oh, Lord. Well, it's, it's slightly yeah. different because it was Glynn. Uh, G-L-Y. Glynn. Oh, interesting. Well, that's also confusing. Oh, there's so anyway, many. Anyway, this is actually done in... I'm trying to help with the confusion. I'm sorry you got stuck in more confusion, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, that, but I was definitely trying to help it. it. It will help it in the long run. That's the main thing. Yes, it will. Yes, it will. I mean, so. you talk about, you know, these court cases... In, Lady A at the moment. That's one, that's one big one regarding names. Yeah, I, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Is it a little mean to go in and try and take the name from someone who's been using it for years? I mean, that that's always the, that's the, it's it's a difficult situation because yeah, she's been using it for ten years, but everybody's called Lady Antebellum, Lady A, Lady A, yeah, years as well. I don't, yeah. I don't know if they have a case, though. I don't know if that's, I mean, yeah, they, if they do have the recognition as Lady A for a long time, I wonder what they would bring in. Now Now that I've just looked at all this trademark stuff, I'm, I'm like, I wonder what they would bring in as evidence because <clears throat> it's just been like sp- speaking. People call them Lady A. Exactly. Right? You know, there's no actual so, physical written down. This is what we're called. X, y, until Z. now. Yeah, exactly. So I don't think they have a case, but I'd be interested to see how that ends up. I, mean, I feel bad for the other lady, eh? <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, there's definitely reason why they should have changed it from Antebellum to A. I totally get Absolutely. That. Absolutely. Honestly, I don't think they will have a case because they are targeting two different markets. Yeah. So they may be two artists playing music, but they're two different genres, and technically they don't cross. So... The biggest problem with me and the other Jessica Lynn was that we were targeting the same markets. Yeah. And so, you know, it, yeah. So anyway, it's, it's, um, yeah, I'm, uh, it's not making them look all that good, is it? No. <laughs> How many sleepless nights have you had over the past few, the past few weeks trying to think, you know, shall I go with Witty at the end or shall I not? Shall I do it? Shall I not? Is it time? Try, the, try the last few years. <laughs> it's, it's taken me that long to figure out what I want to do about it. Cause it's been probably six years that since I, since the, I saw the other Jessica Lynn happening and, and I think it culminated, we had a lot of situations where I would get 
you know, they've used my video in her article or vice versa, or, you know, fans would, fans would go, do you know, there's another Jessica Lynn? And I'm like, yeah, um, that's confusing. <laughs> and so it, it just, it was a culmination of that and it just got worse and worse and worse. And yeah. so finally I was like, you know, I need to take matters into my own, own hand. There's no reason why, like, I, she's a great artist in her own right. I want her everything that she wants in the world. I just wish she'd done it under a different name, you know? That's really JL it. instead of Jessica Lynn. I don't know. She had her choice. She had her cho- a chance to actually go do her research because I was there. Yeah. But she did it. And so I ended up thinking, you know what? I, I don't want to spend my time fighting somebody else. So it, 10 years in, you know, using one name and now I'm just adding another to the equation – It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot of work. I mean, I want to make it very clear. This was not the easy way out. <laughs> Especially um, after hearing about all the work you have to do, just to even get it switched yeah. over. You know, just a simple yeah. name. It's not like you can go edit name profile, change. No, you can't. But, I mean, actually, it was it was interesting. I was talking to Apple for a long time because they were, they were the ones that if I, if I pulled my music down and put it back up, as that's the only way to do it. You can't yeah. just... Like I said, you can't just change the name. They were the ones saying, no, nope, that, that'll just look like fraud and then we'll delete the whole thing. I'm like, okay. Really? So I had a long, it took, took me a couple of weeks at least of maybe a month of, of talking to Apple um, about how to do this. And then they finally were like, okay, we changed it on our end. Just don't ever do it again. <laughs> don't ever so they were it. actually, they ended up being the easiest ones because they just switched it over and I kept all my stats and everything. Right now, I'm waiting to see how it's going to show up on Spotify and having to merge accounts and yeah. you see what a big thing this is, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a, it's not a fun time for me right now, but you know what? We're in quarantine and I'm not out playing shows. Uh, I might as well just do it now. Yeah. Get it done. How does it affect like your listening stats then? Do you, does everything get wiped clean and then started afresh? I don't know. I was told it wouldn't, but right now it's looking like it might. But I think I think Spotify is pretty usually pretty good at saying after I do something like that to tell them, hey, can you merge these two artists? They're the same. Yeah. So I think they might do that. They're a little bit easier to deal with than Apple. (laughs) So sorry, Apple. I'm a big Apple fan, but you've not been fun to talk to. I can imagine. Um, Yeah. So uh, so we'll see. I mean, obviously, um, the big the big ones for me are uh, Spotify, Apple, and Pandora. Pandora, I have a lot of listeners in there. And so I want to make sure that those, those three at least are the ones that, that end up looking right and, and that I can hopefully keep my stats because, you know, that would be saying bye to probably, you know, a few hundred thousand spins. That's, and that, cr- that's bad. That, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. That, that, so. That must, be, that must be heartbreaking, you know, just even the thought of, potentially losing those kind of figures because a hundred thousand spins is brilliant mm-hmm. um yeah it's not the ones that uh, most of those are on pandora which is why i'm so interested in keeping that one too but i, I made this decision knowing that that could happen yeah knowing that that's that's the that's the ch- uh, chance so it was worse having to be compared to somebody else all the time yeah, I guess that's what I would say. You know, it's always great to look at things on the brighter side rather than the negatives. <laughs> yes. At least we can go so, forward from here. Yeah, exactly. So I'm so I'm feeling good about the change. 
and I have a lot of work cut out for me. And you happen to hit me right in the middle <laughs> where where I took the music down and it hasn't been put back up. So the that in between is interesting. So yeah. uh, tomorrow the press release goes out. I'm changing everything on my website. Like I have a big week ahead of me. And then I have a new single coming out after yeah. that. So come on. So let's, yes, let's, you, you let's started wanting to it. talk about my single and I went into my name change. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said fine. it was okay to tangent. <laughs> I, lo- I love tangents. I was saying this before we actually started the podcast. And mm. it's it's what I say to almost every artist, you know, feel free to go on a waffle because I love a good to- I love a good story. <laughs> That's what we're There you go. For. We're full of them. <laughs> Keep them coming. <laughs> So, so yeah, I have a I have a song out right now called Crazy on the Outside. Yeah. It's uh it's a single um that has gotten a lot of it's gotten a lot of attention. It's been really fun. Yeah. Um and uh I'd say go listen to it, but if you do, you probably can only find it on Apple right now. So, but otherwise <laughs> it will be out under Jessica Lynn Winnie. Um so yeah, it's it's a fun it's a fun song. It, it was one of those that just uh, it just came to me so easily and yeah. that's yeah now it's been described as a hooky memorable tune that describes one of those people we all have one in our lives yes <laughs> it just sums it up it really does crazy on the outside and you know there's good crazy and then there's bad crazy yeah and uh, this one is about bad crazy or bad crazy <laughs> it's, we all have uh, it you, you know, there are those people that you even know them for, you can know them for a while sometimes. And then all of a sudden they start doing things that seem completely like, Whoa, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and, and you think they're normal, but then they're not. It's yeah. wow. So I, I had an encounter with one of those and I wrote the song. So <laughs> Yeah, I was going, that was going to be my next question was, you know, what kind of experiences have you had with that? You know, what exactly happened? Well, I've had plenty of experiences with that. I was in a, in an abusive relationship once, and that yeah. was definitely crazy on the outside and inside and everywhere else. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to say exactly what happened, but because I don't want to call the person out. But yeah, um, but it is one of those situations where, you know, you, you know someone and and. Uh, you know, I feel like I communicate pretty clearly, especially to people that I that I spend a lot of time with. And um, there was just something that happened where I um, I thought I'd communicated it up front, and she just went bonkers yeah. over it. And um, I'm like, okay, that's that's weird. And then the, the the communication just went all over the place. It was like from one end to the other, and and you know it. it if you see that kind of crazy in your life, just step back, man. Yeah. It's not worth it. it. It's just, I've seen, I mean, I actually get a lot of guys come up to me when they hear the song going, have you met my ex-wife? <laughs> <laughs> but what I tried to say in the song, there's, a, there's a couple of lines where it's like, um, when she says she don't mind, did that fine mean she's fine? You can never can tell, yeah. you know, the kind of person that will say, so what, what's wrong? nothing and you can totally tell it's not nothing yeah you know that's not i mean i i just cannot stand that kind of person (laughs) so that's the kind of the ones who won't like who play coy and who won't tell you what's going on and but you can't trust them at face value like that to me is crazy (laughs) 
See, I, I know that. I know that specifically because you know it's almost like every single relationship though. It's like you know, do you want to go to the shops? No. Okay, then I'm going to go to the shops. Are you sure you don't want anything? No. You come back and you haven't brought anything, and then next thing you know, you're being, you know. See that crazy? That that's, crazy. That's, that's totally crazy. It's like if you <laughs> want something, tell a... me. And, and you're doing everything right and it's still wrong. Like that yeah. that kind of stuff. I mean, I think we've all encountered at least one, in, uh, you know, experience, uh, relationship, be romantic or friends or, or anything like that, where we're just, it's exhausting to be around a person yeah. who expects that you can read their mind. Exactly. I mean, we can all, we all laugh and joke about it and we all, you know, we can all take the mick out of it, but it's such a serious thing. It is. And mental health is no joke. Obviously, um, I'm, I'm playing, I'm playing with the, the, um, the crazy on the outside. And I, I, I show up to the video or to the photo shoot with a straight jacket and bunny slippers, you know, I'm, I'm playing with it, but it, it doesn't mean that I think that mental health shouldn't be taken, taken seriously. And, what, what I think is the, the worst part is that people who are like that, who drive other people crazy, they won't even, a lot of them, they won't even admit or even consider that they have a problem. No. It's... Those are the hardest ones. I mean, we're talking narcissistic, sociopathic tendencies. Yeah. Um, it's not their that, fault. It's your yeah. fault for not taking the joke kind of thing. Exactly. Well, yeah. joke, it's always quotas. somebody else's fault. Yeah. So I obviously I don't take that lightly. Um, I really don't, but I also choose to not have a lot of it in my life or I would maybe have done something different with my life. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, uh, I try to steer clear of, of, um, of, yeah, I try to steer clear of that kind of crazy. Well, too right. I mean, end of the day, that kind of crazy can be, it is controlling and it is in the UK, especially, you know, it's especially become more illegal now. It's been recognized, you know, that kind of controlling behavior mm-hmm. is now classed as domestic abuse. And that's what it is. It should be. Yes, absolutely. It is. And, and and some people who haven't, maybe they haven't had a good role model in, in relationships. Um, they maybe don't even realize when they are being abused. I mean, I didn't when, when I was in an abusive relationship and it actually took it turning violent for me to understand something was wrong here. Yeah. Um, and that's when I left. But then by then the mental abuse had been so bad and I, it took years of therapy <clears throat> to get back on track. So, um, so obviously it's no kidding matter. Um, but there are ones that have just more of a lighter sense, like a lighter abuse. And, um, if anybody wants to take it upon themselves to get them help, I mean, wow, <laughs> yeah, they are better people than I, <laughs> I mean, it's especially when you mention things like therapy. I mean, I've, I've suffered with depression, anxiety in the past, and I've spoke to therapists mm-hmm. and, it's not an easy thing speaking to therapists because in the back of your mind you're thinking, okay, then you know I know what they want, to, I know what they want me to say. You know, shall I just yeah. tell them what they want or shall I actually yeah. open up? And it's allowing yourself to open up, and that's the most yeah. difficult thing. Isn't that funny though? I mean, I've heard that a lot from from uh, from people who are in in therapy, especially younger people. I don't know when you were in therapy, but um, let's say I know what they want me to what they want me to say. I know what they want to hear. So I'm just going to say that rather than actually take it as an opportunity to get help. Yeah. Um, again, that's, that's a, a kind of facade that I've never been comfortable with. So when I did therapy, I did it all 
I did it all the way. You know, I was, I was really broken. I felt really, bro- I wasn't broken, but I felt yes. really broken. And, and, and she helped me really recognize my own voice and my own truth. And that truth is different for everybody. Yeah. You know, exactly. It's not, there is not one truth. It's your truth or my truth or, you know, that's, that's a different way to look at it than who's right and who's wrong. And yeah, I mean, yeah, I learned a lot. You know, I can only speak for my personal experiences, but whenever I spoke to the therapist, it was always a case of, you know, at the start it was like, okay, you know, I'm going into therapy, you know, I went in kind of blasé, like, I don't really need this. At the time I was suffering with suicidal thoughts. And, yeah. you know, in my own head it's like, I don't need this, I don't need this. And then the more I kind of like tried to fight it, the more I started to realise in my own head, it was like, okay, actually I kind of do because I'm, I'm mm. getting bad. You know, it's... It's, it's a hard thing and it's yeah the whole opening up is a difficult thing especially being a man being a bloke it's difficult for a, I'm not saying it should be difficult because it shouldn't it should be easy as no, anybody. But, but culturally it is culturally, yeah I, I agree difficult. yeah and yeah it was such a weird feeling you know i felt crazy on the inside let alone crazy on the outside yeah yeah it's it's uh you know but but good for you for seeking help and getting help you know, it's, it's, um, it's no, I, I see a lot of people, <clears throat> sorry, a lot of people will say that, well, I don't need it. I don't need it. Um, honestly, we all need it. Yeah. <laughs> We're all a little messed up, <laughs> you know, some more than others and it's fine. I mean, I, you know, I, I had a very, I had a bit of a strict religious upbringing and that messed me up big time. Yeah. So, you know, that's, there's definitely things that happen to us because ha- Life happens to us before we can even before we even know what's what. Yeah. And so, of course, there's going to be some wires that get crossed. So I think we should all just have therapy and all have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's great because uh, I, I listen to Bobby Bones, the radio show, all the time, mm-hmm. and he talks all the time about how he goes to therapy. You know, for before he re, before he was even in a relationship, he was going to relationship therapy because he couldn't work out in his own head how it all should be because he's not, he's not actually you know lived in a life where it's right for him you know he's always had like a um, a distant mother and his father abandoned him so he never had that kind of relationship advice he had growing up so he well that's smart th- that's just t- taking it like like <laughs> next, next nipping level. it in the butt right yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so you know it's, it's especially listen to stories like his where you know if he can if he can seek help and he doesn't really need it at the moment you know, I can do that. And, you know, it's great mm-hmm. It's great having these kind of like role models and these yes. people to look up to. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I didn't per se have a role model for that, but <clears throat> I did realize how important it was once I had gotten myself in an abusive relationship and realized, wait, I mean, how did this happen? I thought I was a strong person. Yeah. Realizing that has nothing to do with it. Um, <clears throat> it was a, it was a, codependency at my end also not knowing how a a healthy relationship works all that stuff um but i had to go through a really horrible relationship before i actually realized wait a minute (laughs) i need some help here yeah yeah that's that's the difficult thing as well is actually you know coming to that realization where it's okay now is definitely the time to seek yeah for sure but that's the main thing now is you know you've got through it Yes. Oh God. Yeah. That was, that was, 
over 10 years ago. So I've, I've gone through it. I've had, <clears throat> I've done a lot of, uh, a lot of work, not just therapy, but I do a lot of inner work, like a lot of spiritual work, I should call it probably, yeah. um, healing and clarity and seeking and, um, meditation and yoga and stuff like that. Uh, that helps me, helps me continue to, you know, be healthy on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of what, that's a lot of what I try, try to focus on. You mentioned, so. a, you mentioned a second ago, a being brought up in like a religious background. Mm-hmm. What was, what happened there? Well, I also uh, tend to not speak of the actual denomination. Yes, that's fine. But it was, but it was, yeah, <laughs> just better to not put anybody under the gun. But it was a, uh, it was a like a cult religion, yeah, Christian based cult religion that took the Bible very seriously and very literally. So it was, um, yeah, it was a, uh, it was very patriarchal. So we were actually taught that women were less than men. Um, yep. Wow. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> uh, and, and just a lot of, um, a lot of narrow mindedness and, and bigotry and, um, you know, guilt and shame driven. And, and I think the guilt and the shame was the worst part because even if you did everything right, it still wasn't good enough. You were, you were, basically taught to have a guilty conscience at all times. Yeah. And that to me, I mean, that took me years to shed that kind of self-talk because of course, once I moved out and I took over, you know, my, in, in the inside yeah. and, and I was talking to myself that way, the way that, that, that my, it's not that my mom, my mom was sweet and loving, but it was her religion and her upbringing that I heard in my head. Just now it was myself doing it to myself. So yeah. yeah, so I definitely had to it being being told there's an answer for everything and being told what it is, what the truth is. That's where the whole like there's your truth, there's my truth came yeah. from. I was taught there was only one truth, and um, I had to pick my life apart. That's what my twenties were all about. I picked everything apart, and I was looking at does this serve me? Is this me? Do I do I believe in this anymore? Do I believe in this anymore? And sometimes I would be full on having a conversation with someone and I'd be really quiet. They'd be like, well, Jessica, what do you think? It's like, I don't know. Like, how do you, how do you not know what you think about this topic? It's like, well, and I didn't go into details, but on the inside it was like, well, I, I don't know if what I'm thinking right now is what the church taught me or if it's what I actually believe. And sometimes yeah. it would take me a little while to, to sort that out. So, so that, that was, um, that was one endeavor that was, <laughs> that was hard to do. Um, that's, so yeah. that's, that's, that must be so difficult because I can imagine yeah. when you're being asked questions and you don't know, it's almost like a defensive guard where you just want to put yourself away from any form of almost like conflict, you know, whether it's inside yeah. your own head or whether it's with other people and then actually teaching yourself to actually think for yourself. It's almost like learning a new language. Something completely yeah, absolutely. New. That's a really good com uh, comparison. It, it is like learning a new language and learning, learning to listen to myself rather than what someone else has told me I should think. Yeah. Like picking, picking that apart was like unraveling a knotted thread. Like it was, uh, <sighs> it was hard sometimes. And sometimes 
I sometimes I can still, it's been a while, but sometimes I can still run into something that I really have not made my mind up about. Yeah. It's like, cause I haven't encountered it. And then I'd be like, wait, whoa, what do I actually feel about that? Hmm. It's easier now, but you know, when you have to do it all at once, do I really like water or, you know, I mean, it's yeah. simple stuff. That, that was a stupid example, no, but no, no, no. you know, totally it, it. do I actually like meat or do I want to be a vegetarian? You know, yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> that that's, I, I feel for you. I really do. I mean, thank you. <laughs> I know it's a very, very, very small minority that end up being brought up in that kind of environment, but even yeah. still, nobody should be forced to not have their own viewpoint, not have their own opinion. And yeah, I don't wish that upon anybody. Not even my worst enemies. Me neither. Nope, me neither. That actually leads me to my next single coming out because I just, I wanted to say, well, it made me who I am. And that's exactly what this next song is about. Um, it's called, it made me me. And it's, I know it's not, not the best title. That's but. <laughs> a fantastic title. It's, it says it all in a tin. Yeah, well, it kind of does, but it's all about, you know, we've had good things happen to us and we kind of want, want to, um, to change them or, you know, we regret some things and, then we have good things happen to us, and and then we then we want to freeze time, right? Then we want it to last forever. Yeah. But we can't with either of it, and realizing that it made me who I am, it made me the person that I am today. I wouldn't want to change it for the world. That's what that song is about, and that's coming out on August fourteenth. So yeah, very much an empowerment. I'm very excited so. about it. <clears throat> yeah, it is, but also a acceptance song yeah it's accepting accepting that everything that happened because i know a lot of people that would that say they regret things or that they wanted to change things if they could and i don't think i would even the bad stuff i just i wouldn't because because it got me here yeah where else would i be you know i mean i was speaking to my last guest last week um kyle and we were saying everything's like a sliding doors effect that butterfly effect so, you know, whatever's yeah. happened in the past, you know, if that didn't happen, would you be doing what you're doing yeah. now? It's it's one of those concepts that I just cannot get my head around. It's, you yeah. know, when it just turns your stomach upside down and you're just thinking, oh my God, I can't yeah. really think. <laughs> I feel the same way. And, and uh, you know, it could be better, I guess. I mean, that's never much wishful thinking. I suppose I could have started earlier on my dream, but or I, you know, but my husband and I talk about this all the time. We met when we were fairly old, well, not old, but you know, we've been together for seven years now. So, um, no, but he's 12 years older than me. So there, (laughs) (laughs) but but we talk about this all the time and like, Oh my God, I wish I'd met you earlier, but then we kind of don't Yeah, because I was a different person. He was a different person. We would not even have liked each other, let alone, things had to happen before we could accept each other for who we are. And now we're wonderful together. You know, it's like, it's like the reward relationship Yeah, it's, <laughs> for it's, all the, all the crappy ones. It's the right time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. timing. Yeah. It's yeah. the only way you can really put it down to is that whole timing aspect. Cause like you say, you know, if it happened say 15 years ago and you was in the middle of, coming to terms with everything that's happened picking all my stuff apart yeah exactly you know would he want to be in the middle of you know all that or would he take it personally and you know it's it's a difficult thing and also understanding what 
kind of person he was back then, I realized that's not a kind of person that I wanted to be with. He needed to make some changes too before it it would make sense to me. So we both had that like, and it's not so much being in the middle of change. It's that, you know, I used to, when I was little, I used to be very judgmental. Yeah. Like for instance, and that's not the kind of person I want to be. And it's not the kind of person I would want to be around myself. So some stuff like that had to actually go and change before, before you can actually attract the right kind of person in your life. That's it. It's about finding that soulmate and finding the person that makes you click. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Now I'm reading a, a little press statement that describes you. And it's from a Uh-oh. person called Janet Goodman from Music News mm-hmm. Nashville. And she describes you as Miranda Lambert like spunk. <laughs> I love that little snippet. That was a really That's cool one. <laughs> brilliant. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> we all know Miranda Lambert's spunky, right? <laughs> yes. She's a certain brand of spunk. <laughs> I, I, adore, I adore Miranda Lambert. She definitely has led the way for me and for many women I know. Um, she's, she's made it in a time where, where for every female artist, there are 10 bro countries. Yeah. Right. So, um, she, Carrie Underwood, um, you know, they, the, they, they really led the way for a lot more, a lot, a lot more female artists to start breaking through it. I think it's, it must've been, I, I can't even imagine how hard that would be being in like. I mean, I can because I'm in it, but, (laughs) but, you know, being at the top of a male dominated world like that, it's like, I'd listen to the radio for an hour and I would only hear male voices. Yeah. And, and, and then, and then the next hour there would be one female voice, but it would be in a duet with a man. Yeah. It's like, wait, where are all the girls? I mean, right. Exactly what you said there. I mean, everybody was screaming, saying fantastic that Callie Pierce got a number Mm -hmm. one. Mm-hmm. But it's still duetted with Lee Bryce. I mean, Doug and Miro, yeah. I absolutely yeah. adore the song. And I love Lee Bryce. But it, it's a shame that they've had to put Lee Bryce's name with it. I know it's all to do with like credits and, you know, royalties and stuff. But it's. Yeah. There's so much further the industry needs to go. There's definitely a long way to go. I mean, I w- it's. Well, once back when we were playing live shows, do you remember? Oh, I can't. Um, we, <laughs> I would, I've, I've multiple times run into a festival, let's say three day, four day festival. Yeah. Talking to them saying, and getting rejected because, and I quote, oh no, we already have our female act. What? This is three days of music and they want one girl. That is that's disgusting. Multiple times. And so, yes, it is disgusting. And it's like, I remember going to a, but it's also the way that the fans look at it, or at least a lot of the dude fans, I'm sorry. Um, they, uh, I went to a three-day festival where the whole first day was girls. So it's, you know, it started with uh, Cam and, and Maddie and Tay and yeah. um, and what's uh, a Northwest artist, Brandy Clark. She's great. Um the whole, whole day was girls, side stage, main stage, everything. It ended with, with Martina McBride and Carrie Underwood, right? Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> great day. Um, and I, at, I'm at the pool the next – this is in Vegas. I'm at the pool the next day with one of my friends, and he says, oh, it was hard sitting through a whole day of girls. 
What? And I look at him. I look at him and my <laughs> and my other my other friend who's who's you know the reason this is he was my acquaintance. My friend looks at him and goes, "What did you just say?" He looked and then they both looked at me and the guy who said it was like, "I'm sorry." And he's like, "Geez, just tell us how you really feel." I mean, out of out of lost it. So there's so there's there's definitely the fans are, I'm sorry, also part of the problem, Yeah. right? If they can't muster sitting through a full day of girls, then, you know, what? Because the next two days, we're all guys. Yeah. All guys. That, that's, that's, so, that's sick. It's, oh. Yeah, it's there's an inequality that I don't even know where to begin to deal with, but, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I, for, I for one, listen to girls almost all the time. I yeah. love, I love, you know, Chris Stapleton's voice, Billy Currington's voice. Like I, I will listen to a bit of everything, but I, but I do listen to more girls and, yeah. and I don't know if it's just a, just because I'm trying to even it out in my own consumer <laughs> way, but <laughs> tip the scales. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, well, it doesn't help, you know, with the radio stations. Yes. The fans are a big part because the big, that's who are listening to the actual music, but it's it's the producers and the you know the people who organise the what songs are to be played on the radio, you know it's yeah. down to them. You know it's yeah the fans can be kind of impressionable. You know they they if you're yes. if you're fed a lot of one thing and then someone tries to change it immediately, you know there's going to be some yeah. form of backlash. But it takes that persistence. It takes. You know, okay. Then say there's ten males and one female on a show. Make it yeah. eight men and then two females, and then the next week seven and three. You know, for an example, kind of thing. You know, just to try yeah. and yeah, introduce just easing it. into it. Yeah, and if if you know, I will also say that every time they try to break a female artist, I'm always a little disappointed. Yeah, because I also like strong women. And women with good songs. I mean, don't just break anyone to break anyone. Yeah. With crappy songs and the same songs that the guys are singing. You know, um, Ashley McBride is a good example of a brilliant songwriter. Yes. And a beautiful voice and a kick-ass attitude. You know, just really cool girl. And she doesn't look like a Barbie doll. Nope. But she's beautiful. Yes. You know, oh, it's, oh, it's one of those things yes. where that's the package. That's the package, you know. Where... Uh, there are just there are a couple of the, um, well, I, I think Mar Morris and Kelsey Ballerini they've kind of redeemed themselves in my eyes. But when they first came out, I was like, oh god, yeah, flowery. And... <laughs> it was just it was just too girly and too, you know, uh, less. It wasn't there wasn't much of a message there. I yeah. guess that's what I should say. There wasn't much of a message. So it's about having like, that grit. Don't that... just be a girl on the radio for for fun. I mean, do it because you have something to say. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, you're there to send a message, you know, to resonate with people, you know, to speak what people are thinking, but out loud so people can connect. Mm -hmm. That's what songs are about, really, is allowing that fan to connect to something. You know, a bit like Crazy on the Outside, you know, it's people can connect. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 you know, it's giving some somebody a, a fun you know, kick in the butt song that they can sing along with. I mean, that's one part of connecting. Then I've had a, a, a couple of reviewers um, for this new song of mine and I made each and every one of them cry. Yeah. Which is pretty, I mean, it's a mid-tempo song. It's not a ballad. 
But it's so true, and people can resonate with it so much. A good example was back in the day, Patty Loveless put out How Could I Help You to Say Goodbye. Yeah. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Yeah. Made me cry every time. (laughs) Every time. And it's sometimes the strong is in in the hurt that we felt and that we can relate to. And so – it's, it's, uh, but yes, you're right. It's all about connection and connecting and messaging. But if you look at what's out, what's on the radio on, well, I, I tack it from radio a lot just because I, I mean, <laughs> because of the, of, of the, un, of the, uh, the unbridled, uh, bro country that's going on. Yeah. Um, it, you know, a lot of those songs, some, there are some good ones. There are definitely some good ones. I mean, there are. But but a lot of them are, um, you know, they just set the scene and then that's it. It's yeah. all about crawling into a truck or something, you know, uh, or a bonfire and beer. And it's OK. <laughs> you know, that's fun for a while, but yeah. not all of them. Come on. <laughs> I mean, there's there's one particular song that it still makes me almost cry. He's like um, G- uh, Chris Johnson, Drunk Girl. It's such an emotional oh. song that it's just, it's not like a typical go and pick up a girl at a bar. It's about actually, you know what? This girl's drunk. I need to look after her. I need to make sure she gets home. And I need to make sure. See? You know, it's, There's a message. You know, it, exactly. It's an actual message within a song. It's It's got an emotive value. It's got the whole story behind it. And it's mm. not just about picking up women. It's about looking right. after women, how it should be. Yeah, agreed. Um the song, uh, um, uh, Luke Bryan's Drink a Beer. Yeah. That's yeah. another one where I, when I heard the first, I just heard a little of it. I didn't actually connect with the song. I was like, Ugh. another one about sitting on a dock and drinking <laughs> a beer only to realize, wait a minute, he just got the worst news ever. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, and then the first time I really heard it, really listened, it made, it made me cry too. And yeah. then I was like, okay, well that's a really sneaky way of drawing in the audience. But yeah. I've always been really um, – I love Maddie and Tay, for instance. Oh, yeah. I mean, their Girl in a Country song, I mean, that's just a slap back in the face to the, <laughs> the Picking Up Women song. It, it's um, – Yeah. I love it. She's like – they're like, yeah, I'm going to slide on over, but you're going to get slapped. <laughs> See, they're <laughs> the messages the we want to hear, you know, that proper – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Punchy. Exactly. Well, there's got to be a little of everything, right? And. Um, I love how uh, a lot of the, the traditional country has gotten a bit of a comeback. You've got Margot Price. You have, uh, well, obviously, Chris Stapleton with his very traditional stuff. And um, a, lot, a lot of really good artists with, with more of the traditional roots. And there's room for all of it right now. Yeah. And, I, and that part I really love. And, and it just makes me feel like there's room for me too, you know? <laughs> oh, there's so much room for you. I can't. Are you actually going to come to the UK at any point in the future? I know, obviously, yes! traveling's a bit weird at the moment, but... I know. I'm not going to promise that I'll, it'll be this year or anything, but um, I'm actually looking... Right now, I'm looking at, at um, May-ish 21. May-ish. Um, all right. May-ish 21. So we got some time. We got, a, we got a quarantine to get over and all that stuff, and I, I know I need at least six to eight months to actually make it happen. Yeah. Um, I'll be spending some time in Denmark because I definitely have people there, but my thought was to come to the UK. And so Paige and I are working on, on, on that. So, yay. Paige has been absolutely lovely. Paige, uh, oh, Paige is your awesome. PR at the moment. And yeah. And apparently also my, uh, alarm clock. 
So, <laughs> God, poor girl. She works with me. <laughs> Bless her. I mean, no, she's amazing. She's my publicist. Uh, she does radio campaigns for me. Um, she helps me strategize my social media. I, I do most of it myself unless yeah. I'm, unless for whatever reason, like she, she'll do it if I'm for whatever reason, not available to do something. Yeah. So if I do a live show, uh, she's the one posting all the links to the songs and the tip jar and stuff like that online. So it's nice to have someone to sit and do that. You know, you can't do it all. She deserves <laughs> a holiday. She does really. She did. She did have like 24 hours where her phone was broken. That's pretty much a holiday isn't it yeah i'm sure very (laughs) stressful what (laughs) yeah she works really hard and um and is just really good at what she does so i'm i'm blessed to have her i'm blessed to have all my team my team members are fantastic my band is fantastic um i have a, a booking agent who right now is about to burst from not being able to book shows um that that's gonna be my husband that's you know, going to be the great thing. Good supporter. Though. That's going to be the great thing is yes, it's been difficult booking these shows, but when people actually do start doing the shows again, it's going yeah. to be a massive flood. There's going to be so much out there to actually witness, especially as country fans. It's going to be great oh, yeah. for us. Oh yeah. So actually, right now with my with my upcoming single, I've decided to create a virtual tour. So yes. there's going to, and I think we already. The, First show's show has already been booked, and that's actually in the UK. So there, yay, um, yay! But it's on, it's online. It's just going to be you know a string of shows to promote uh, my new single coming out next month. So yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, that, that's one thing me and Paige have been talking about. Is I'd like to be involved in this as well. So I'm trying to work yay, out. Yay, please! I'm trying to work out the best route to do it down. Whether it's going to be Facebook or Instagram, I'll probably end up doing mm-hmm. it like an Instagram, you know, like a duet type thing where you split the screen. That's smart. I I tend to get... Um, I can can turn on to StreamYard for Facebook. We can put the screen in there too. Okay. Yeah. StreamYard.com. I use that a lot. It's free. See, I've not... I've I've actually not done any streams yet over this whole quarantine period. Now, I've tried to keep away from it and there's there's been so much out there. I mean, DC Brown's been absolutely fantastic here in the UK. That was so fun. Oh my God. What a great format. What, so cool. How, how did that all come about then? Did he just message you saying, you know, do you want to come on? That's Paige. She, she's been, <laughs> she's a little troll. She's the trolling. I should have, yeah. I should have invited Paige she's, uh, into this She's the one well. doing it all. Yeah, you should. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. She's got a lot of knowledge, that girl. But yeah, what I'll probably, um, what I'll do is I'll message Paige and then we'll organize a, a date to do, you know, like a try and work out the logistics, obviously, because I've not done it before. Yeah. I need to actually work out how yeah. to do it properly. So, yeah, I mean, and the technical side of things I could probably help with if you want. I mean, I've been, de- that's all I've been doing for the last <laughs> four or five months. So I'm a genius when it's all now. But, but I, but I do know the do's and don'ts. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the don'ts. <laughs> that, that, that's the best thing to, to learn. On how to go live. Oh my God. <laughs> don't be scratching your head or picking your nose just as you just press in the live button otherwise people will see it there's that or i mean the first word you say are, are we live are we live <laughs> that, that's what everybody keeps saying Actually, it's more, it's more it. like um it's more like if you go live plug your computer into the internet via a cable rather than wi-fi yeah little things like that you know that's the kind of stuff that i've been been dealing with and and how to put how to make sure that your sound doesn't clip and 
Um, I mean, there's a bunch of, if you, when in doubt, go live with a phone. The phones are always easier. Yeah. Oh, here comes my cat. Hi, little kitty kitty. Oh. Hi, this is, this is Monchichi. This is Monchichi. He's not mine. He's my roommate's, but I love him. Oh, he so loves do- me back right now. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For people out there, we're actually like, talking via Skype and I could just see oh, yeah. this most adorable, adorable cat. It's so beautiful. Yeah. When you see pictures so of that oh. on your socials. Well, I uh, I should probably do that. I'll just take, I'll just say it's mine, <laughs> even though it's not. A lot but of Instagram we, we all We all live together. We were actually, we live five people in this, in a big house. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, two couples and a single guy and a dog and a cat. And so we've all been quarantined together and just been, you know, cooking together or working from home, all of us. It's been an interesting, I mean, it's been really fun. We get along so well, yeah. but it's definitely better than like, had I lived alone. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. It's so isolated. <laughs> that, that's the, that's the great thing about where I live at the moment. Cause a lot of people in the UK live in like apartments and flats and they don't have like access to outdoor spaces like gardens. Uh, whereas I live mm. in like a semi-detached kind of, in the middle of some houses and I've got a huge back garden and, I, and it's got the sun all day. So I've been really, really lucky. Nice. Yeah, it's, I've been quite, Oh yeah. Being fortunate with it. And the weather we've been having recently, it's been, it's been a yo-yo to say the least. It's been raining and then it's been sunny and then it's been raining, then it's been hot and then it's been cold and it's been windy and then it's, it's oh, wow. been a nightmare. So <laughs> typical, typical UK. English weather. <laughs> I bet you yeah. can't wait to come in the May now. Oh wow! I mean, I live I live in in the cold rainforest. So we're Pacific Northwest is rainy, rainy, rainy. Oh, and some more rain. So uh, that's the yeah, UK. No, I'm, I'm I'm used to it. I'm used to it. that's Denmark too. Apparently, I love rainy places. <laughs> oh. We've had yeah, we've had a cool summer so far. So no further than like 70, 70 degrees, seventy two degrees. That's not bad. Um, that's it's okay, but it it hasn't. It's been more more like low sixties, um, the whole time. And, you know, it'll creep up when the sun comes out and then it'll rain some more. And so it's, we haven't, I, I just keep saying we haven't really had summer yet. So, (laughs) but we'll see. See, (laughs) um, We've had a sunny day today and then we had a sunny like week, a couple of weeks back and that was our summer. So we've, we've had our summer already. Oh, damn. It's like a week. Yeah, that's it's like a week of summer, <laughs> three months of winter, four months of spring, and then a blitz of whatever you can get. And then a blitz of everything else. Well, we usually call it 11 months of fall and one <laughs> month of construction. <laughs> We're trying to work out what's going on. I know. It never really gets wintry. I mean, it does. We'll have maybe a week of snow. It's kind of very temperate. Like, it's it's always... It's always above freezing and it's always kind of below 80. So like, yeah, that's, it's never, it never very, I mean, we'll get a heat wave every once in a while. And then everybody's like, oh my God, it's, it's too so hot. hot. <laughs> yeah. Then they get all. You yeah, said, you said weird. a um, S word earlier. Was it snow? We get slush here. Oh, slush. That's much better. Yeah. So do we, but yeah. we do have mountains everywhere around us. So if you want to go skiing, it's right there. And all you have to do is drive an hour and you got snow. So we don't, I don't miss it (laughs) at all. (laughs) Do you like, do you ever go skiing? I don't really. I do like, uh, after skiing, you know, hot coke. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, uh, Jägermeisters afterwards. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, no, I don't, I don't ski much, but I have a lot of friends who do cause it's a big ski area for sure. Um, I like, I'd rather go hiking in the summer or, or yeah. even in the winter. Like I, I, I love being outdoors, but not, not so much the skiing. <laughs> I've, I've only been skiing once and that was an indoor slope here in Yorkshire and yeah it's indoor I it. yeah this place called Escape in a town called Castleford up here in the north of England and it's like a big wow. building and it's quite a steep steepish slope and it's like artificial snow and it's freezing inside mm-hmm. it's like being on a on a mountain somewhere but yeah it's I just couldn't. I couldn't get to grips with it. I just couldn't do the feet positioning. And hard. It took me a whole week of snow of skiing every day before I kind of got the, the groove. Yeah. So now it's like riding a bike. I kind of remember, but I I do need like ten minutes on the green <laughs> hill just to <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so yeah, it's not. And I, I just realized it's not. It just doesn't. Like I don't enjoy it as much as as some people do. So it's fine. Yeah. Each their own, right? I mean, this is absolutely crazy because I've we've been talking now for just over an hour, an hour, yeah, and ten minutes, and I've actually yeah. not mentioned food. I don't think once. Food. <laughs> I always talk about food or drink, oh. or you know what we do on a on a weekend. You know what films we go see. So it's been, it's been got great. it. We've, we've talked about pretty much everything to do with like psychology and emotional behavior. And yeah, we went deep. <laughs> I do love these kind of chats, though, where you can actually just yeah talk about yourself. You know, yeah. the inner workings is such a difficult topic to talk about, but if we can do it, everybody can do it. So exactly, I always say, you know, people out there, if, if you're ever struggling and you need someone to talk to, that's completely relatable. My DMs are open. You know, I'm always there to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, obviously, we're getting towards the end of the show. You know, is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything um, you want to throw in there? Not really. I think we covered pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> I mean, what, what? I can't even. Wow. <clears throat> Usually I'll have something that I want to get to, but. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess I'm 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 planning on start because the the shows aren't coming back anytime soon. So uh, I'm starting a new live stream uh, thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna start hosting songwriter rounds. Yeah. And so every every time I do one, we're I'm gonna try once to do it once a week if we can get them filled up. Um, and if you have any artists songwriting wise, it's gonna have to be it has to be original music. And, um, has to be a person just sitting there playing. I mean, if they want to sit two people in their little stream, that's fine too. Yeah. But, um, and then basically just, you know, go in the round like they do in Nashville, the Nashville yeah. rounds. Um, so I'm going to start doing that, uh, and hosting some of those. Basically it, it helps us share our songs with people who like, if I invite another songwriter and their people will be watching and my people will be watching and they will be able to grow the audience. Yeah. That's so what it's, about. it's like one of, one of my devious things that I do to try and get more fans. <laughs> <laughs> well, it and works to, both ways you know, though. It does. It does. It, and that's why, that's why this is my next thing to do. I, I have a weekly uh, honking tonk happy hour with my rebels. Yep. that I mentioned earlier, we make, we make drinks 
every day, uh, every time. Sometimes we just drink whatever we want, but <laughs> most of the times we'll mix a drink and then I'll mess it up somehow because I'm no bartender. Um, <laughs> They're the best drinks. Then that's on Thursdays at 5 PST, but um, thir- uh, Saturday mornings, that's when the UK can be in, can be on in on it. I have 11 a.m. PST, which is what, 7 p.m. Uh, in the UK? I think we're eight hours, right? Eight hours, I think, yeah. I mean, at the yeah, moment, yeah. it's so, now five to seven in the evening here, so it'll be what? Oh, Eva, five. So, to... so five to seven. So seven. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So uh, that's called caffeine and country, and I just sit there with my coffee cup and play some music and stuff. <laughs> so that's really nice. So those are my three streams that I'm going to continue on with until this whole thing. I mean, I'm going to continue on with them anyway because why not? Yeah. But it's kind of my my go-to. <laughs> where where can people find the Honky Tonk Happy Hour and like your podcast? So there's um yeah, I mean once this is out they'll all be called Jessica Lynn Witty. Yeah. <laughs> so um Jessica Lynn with L N and E Witty W I T T Y is uh all all my social media handles except for Twitter. Yep. Um it's too long for Twitter. <laughs> but um <laughs> and then there's a group that is called the Rebels Group. So that one, it should be easy to find once you find my other stuff. So yeah, and that's where the Honky Tonk Happy Hour goes. So. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So we've got the yeah. social media in there. We've got everything else in there. What we need. Yeah. There we go. So what I tend, to, what I'll do as well, um, when we do actually do like the Insta Live, when we do release your new song, um, we'll wow. play a couple of your other songs as well, and then we'll have like a minute or two to talk about each one. Yeah. You know, so I can go through your your different EPs, your warning label and catch me if you can, that kind of thing. That would be great. So what I'm going to do at the end of this, what I'm going to do at the end of this podcast now is just ask you a couple of questions. Now I've got a feeling you might not know the answer to one of them because you might not have had it before, but in the UK at the moment, we've got kind of a debate-ish kind of thing going on where we ask a certain question and a lot of people don't like the answer. So pineapple and pizza, do you think it's, acceptable or not uh favorite oh really yeah i have a favorite it's a pineapple um pepperoni and jalapeno that's my favorite that sounds good (laughs) it's really good that sounds really good (laughs) so yes absolutely (laughs) and the last thing is have you ever heard of a jaffa cake before it's like a A jaffa a jaffa cake no um I had a picture of it. I, sh- I showed it to Kyle because Kyle lives in Nashville and he's okay. never heard of it before. And I'm going to send him some via um, mail. I'm going to send some via the post in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, nice. <laughs> if you want, I can send you some as well. Please. Um, please. What is it? I'm excited to see. It's like a sponge. <clears throat> it's like a sponge with a orange like jelly and then it's laid with chocolate. And that is what they look like. <gasps> Nummy. Now, because it's sponge, so orange chocolate is the combo. No, it's like a it's like a darkish chocolate, but underneath the dark chocolate and between the sponge, like sandwiched, is like a mm-hmm. like an orange jelly, an orange flavored jelly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, my throat's gonna be dry. Jaffa cake. Okay. So <laughs> what I'll do is I'll get your address and I'll send you some as well. Sounds good. I'd <laughs> I'd love to. I will go online uh, when I I'll go live when I taste them for the first time. That's it. Live taste testing. Yeah, live tasting of of my very first experience of what are they called? Jaffa, Jaffa cakes. Jaffa cakes. J A F F A. 
Jaffa cakes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Definitely. So, so those two are like the usual, because um, people call Jaffa cakes either a biscuit or they call them a cake. And it's been such a debate mm-hmm. at the moment. Now, because because of tax reasons in the UK, you don't have to pay tax on things that are cakes. But if they're biscuits, you have to pay a tax. But then there's the... What? Yeah, it, our government's really, really strange. But then the other <laughs> argument is it's sponge. It's got layers like a cake. So I'll let you make your mind when you uh, have a... Okay, all right. Now, you also have to remember that the word biscuit means something different yes, over here. Yes, uh, cookie or cake. <laughs> it's a... Yes, exactly. Cookie or cake. Because biscuit here is like those buttermilk things that... Yes, like a... Kind of rise really... Like a scone. Baking but, soda thing. Like a... Yeah. Savory scone. But, but savory. Savory scone. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. See, there it is. The, the, the language culture barrier that's it's just, just so all difficult. strange. It's... <laughs> okay, uh, well, I will give my vote for the for the Jaffa cake conundrum. I promise. All right. Uh, yeah, I'll send them as soon as I can then. <laughs> I can't wait to see that video. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> now, the because we haven't actually talked about food or drink throughout the podcast, I'll ask these um, just a couple of questions on like your okay. preferences. So, alcoholic drink. Where? What's your like go-to alcoholic drink? Well, if I'm somewhere where they don't, my my preferred alcoholic drink is port. And port. It's Ooh. Stri- yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will drink red wine if they don't have port. So there I you mean, go. Very. I, I love a good port, basic. especially on um on like a winter's evening here in the UK. Yeah. It's really cold. It's nice. It's... Any evening, really. <laughs> <laughs> Just yeah, now. I love port. I have, I, I'm a, a, that's like tawny, especially because it's not as fruity. Um, yeah, that's my go-to drink. What about um, like <laughs> non-alcoholic drinks, like your soft drinks? Sodas. I've been drinking, do you have LaCroix in the, LaCroix. the UK? probably do LaCroix so it's like it's you probably do just a different brand so um that they were the first ones to come out with uh flavored seltzer that doesn't have sugar in it okay that's just so in the back of the day was called Canadian water yeah um but (laughs) but uh now LaCroix is all I drink (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm not it sounds familiar it really does sound familiar it's uh, it's uh, let me. I can actually show you what that looks like. Um, and my flavor is key lime. Key lime. That's like my favorite. That sounds nice. Yeah. That just reminds me of a key lime pie, though. Oh, it's out here. Yeah, it does. And it, there's, it's like lime, but there's like a little vanilla in there too. So, ooh, tastes really good. Tastes real good. So let me see if I can find one for you, so you can get to see, get to see that too. <laughs> we always have a bunch of them here. Oh, that looks nice. Oh, she's showing me the uh, can at the moment. And it's a lovely, like, (laughs) I love that green on it. It's such a, uh, yeah, it's like, apparently if it's French, it tastes better. I don't know. Fair enough. (laughs) I always find that whenever I go to, um, whenever I go to Spain, whenever I have a Fanta there, it's like a a type of soda that we Tastes better. It does. I know. I don't know what they put in their Fantas, but especially Fanta. Fanta I lived in Barcelona for two years, so I remember drinking Fantas all the time because they just tasted so much better. (laughs) What do you you think? I um, thought I was the only one. No, no, definitely not. What do you think the difference between (laughs) glass bottles and cans? Do you find there's a taste difference between drinking out of a glass bottle? No. No? I I don't. I I know some people do, but I don't. 
You see, I find when you drink like Coke or like Pepsi out of a glass bottle, it always tastes so much better than drinking out of a can. Oh, really? Maybe I just haven't drank out enough glass bottles lately. <laughs> That's not really a thing I do. I'm a can, can person. I've just, I've just <laughs> drank too much soda in my life. It's one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yep, I put weight me on. Me too. <laughs> oh, I see. For me, that was COVID. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ate too much. Now... What about food-wise? You know, what's your go-to, like, meal on a night that you cook yourself? Oh, that I cook myself? Um, okay, I recently realized that I cook a killer salmon. Salmon? Um, mm. oven, Oven-baked salmon with, like, butter, Creole seasoning, and uh, gar- lots of garlic. Ooh. It's very, very good. And then I just – I do some, like, honey, uh, balsamic glaze, Brussels sprouts, and – Ooh. All that stuff. So, because Creole, yeah. so that's basic, like my favorite. Creole is like a, basically mm-hmm. a, a spiced salt, like a rub. Yeah, well, thing. it's yes, it's salty. It's uh, it's it's it can get real hot if you put too much on there. <laughs> but Creole season, it's 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 jambalaya style yeah. uh, seasoning. So it's from like Louisiana or something like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So so you de- you definitely want to. Be careful with seasoning too much of that stuff, but it's good. Yeah, I am. Um, I spent a lot of time in um, Texas, and I used to travel to Louisiana all the time. And yeah, all their food is just so oh. Yes, heavenly. I was I was there recently, and it's so good. I mean, especially like the uh, the like snow crab and the oh, just everything. Just all our seafood, and uh, yeah, I had. Uh, um, I want to go there now. Like gum gumbo. Yes. And, uh, yeah, lots of lots of good stuff. Yeah, it was so good. What about restaurant food then? What's your like go to restaurant? Indian food. Indian. I love but butter chicken. Yeah. Oh, boys went really high then. <laughs> yeah, that's always my go to comfort food. We've been we've been doing a lot of Indian takeout yeah. in the in the quarantine. What's it like trying to get do you have a lot of like Indian takeaways in the US? I mean whenever I've been, I've never seen that many. Like No, there's I mean, uh, DoorDash and Uber Eats kind of put it all together. So, um, we can, we just order from whatever most restaurants have one or the other or both. Um, so if there's a restaurant, especially during COVID, I think everybody just opened that up. (laughs) So, you know, if you have a, a, uh, a hankering, you can get it, whatever it is. Yeah. Of course it's America. That's supposed to be like that. It's it's supposed (laughs) to be like that everywhere. I make a killer curry though. That's one of my go-to. Oh, really? Cool. So you make it from scratch. Yes. I do all the spices. I, I do the paste separately. And then I do like majority of it based like on, on a couple of onions fried up with like garlic and mm-hmm. ginger with all your different spices, put in a blender to make the paste. And then a few tins of chopped tomatoes and then mix it all together with chicken or peppers or whatever you want to put in it. Nice. I'm oh, good. I need your, I need your recipe. I'll, 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 tell you what, I'll, I'll send I'd, you that as well. I'd love to try that. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. We've now discussed food. We've now discussed drink. Is that last chance to throw anything in there? Good. Just uh, everybody hang in there. We'll get over this soon. <laughs> and save your money that for gigs. Sound, that didn't sound very uh, encouraging. Everybody hang in there. We'll get through this together. That's we'll much fight through this. Well, yes, we will get through this. <laughs> And in the meantime, support your local music, your artists, and your podcasters because that's uh, we're trying to keep keep the art coming. That's right? it. In such a difficult yeah. time at the moment, we just we're trying our best. 
We are. Thank you for coming on, Jessica. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you, Dom. Thanks for uh, being patient with me. I appreciate it. And this is really fun. <laughs> I'm glad I've waited now. Oh, good. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> thank you for coming That's on, so Jessica. Fun. And yeah. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. And I'll see you all next time. Bye for now. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews and general chit-chat on all things country music.